Are you sick of major sports networks bashing athletes to help their bottom line? Do you want reliable information on sporting events and controversies? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. Welcome back to the Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports. It's your co-hosts, Nate Dog and Red. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. What's up? We're Glad to be back. Yes, sir. We are, and we got some good things to talk about. It's been a minute. It's kind of taken our Christmas break, and oh, yeah. I enjoyed every minute of it. I'll tell you that much. I know. I know. I have. Uh, but we've had some awesome sports happening since that, uh, last month. But we're gonna start this one off with some uh, some prayers and honestly, just good feels because at this point, Darman Hamlin Hamlin is better. Uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, player that had uh, a cardiac arrest on the field mm. during uh, Sunday Night Football. Uh, one of the craziest. You know, the craziest thing I've ever seen on a yeah. football field ever. I'll give you all a little bit of a rundown of Buffalo Bills safety. Darman uh, DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest on the field during Sunday Night Football after a hit from T. Higgins. He would uh, have to be resuscitated on the field and then at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then now his uh, he did have a breathing tube in, but now they have taken the uh, breathing tube out. He's talking to his family. He's already talked to the team. And uh, doctor says, best case scenario, he's back to the person he was before. So prayers to him, and I couldn't be more happy, man. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's not much to say just yeah. – Shout out that guy, man. Yeah. I mean, literally, like, this is something I don't think, like, yeah, there needs to be precautions, but, like, this is something so out of the ordinary. Like, I don't even – this probably will never even happen again. It's literally never happened before. Yes, because it's just so – such an odd thing that, like, nobody knew what to say. Like, nope. there's no experience with this. So, mm-hmm. it's just – it's just a crazy situation for him to make as much progress as he had, like, Hmm. You can't help but root for the guy. No. I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, wishes, prayers, everything to him, and hopefully uh, we can see him become the man that he once was, football player or not. We would love to see him just have a beautiful life that he deserves. But let's get to football, NFL. There has been a lot of things happening since the last time we've talked, Red, and we mm-hmm. are in playoff oh, time yeah. pretty much. One more season left in this regular season a lot has happened seating has changed last time we were here the eagles i thought had that number one spot locked up but you would think you would think but your cowboys out here making a little bit of a run late and the eagles are falling off late obviously jalen Hurts hasn't been playing uh but they got hit with the injury they did they did and and that's a legitimate thing you you could call it you know you, you can use that as an excuse but that's part of the nfl you know, I don't. I try not to use that as a, as an excuse for the Saints this year, even though we were riddled with injuries. Also, quarterback, not Andy's been okay. But let's get back to the Cowboys before I go on a Saints tangent here. <laughs> uh, Cowboys get an expected win over the Titans as they started Dobbs uh, over there, um, even though he actually had a decent little game. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you'll have a chance at that number one seed. Do y'all think you'll have a legitimate shot at that number one seed, Red? So, I think they have a legit shot, but. I don't think it's likely, if I'm being honest. And the only reason I say that is because the Eagles, 
with how injury-ridden they are, are projected to beat the Giants by 14 points. And the Giants are resting all their Yeah, starters. that I was going to say, if that doesn't tell you that the Giants clearly are not trying to win this last mm. game, yeah. and they have to win on top of the Cowboys winning. So I'm confident the Cowboys will win, but I'm not confident that you know, the Giants secondary or the Giants second team can beat the Eagles, you know, starters. 60% starters. Yeah. It's just, but I mean, look, it is possible and um, they have looked concerning. Like they've had a lot of close games, but also mm-hmm. like as bad as it looks, I might just be an optimist, but like at least they're winning the ugly games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it could come back and bite me in the ass for saying that, but I mean, I, at least they're winning the ugly games. I but think. I mean, I do think they have a chance, but right now I don't think it's likely that they get the number one seed. But I definitely think they're going to play, you know, mm-hmm. like they like they're trying to get it. I, I totally agree. I don't think the Cowboys themselves are going to be the problem. I think it's going to be asking for the Giants to pull that miracle off because it is their second team. It's just a tall ask, you know. Uh, uh, and for the Cowboys, you can't be mad about finishing a game behind, a half a game behind the Eagles if that's how it ends up being our game behind, you know, after yeah. you lose Dak at the beginning of the year, Cooper Rush goes what he does. I mean, this season has been such and a then, wild I mean, ride. Dak comes back, and he's leading the league in picks, and yeah. he's missed five games, and you still have, like, a top three offense in the NFL. Yeah. So you have stuff to build upon. Mm-hmm. They just have to do it. Yep, one hundred and ten percent. I totally agree. So it, there's not much much to say. It's just one of those for you Cowboys fans out there. You just gotta hope and pray the Giants somehow yeah. pull it off. And and obviously, I think it's uh, should be a pretty easy win for the uh, for the Cowboys uh, mainly because I think Heineke starting, and they also want to get Sam Howell in for the Commanders. So, oh, he's officially starting. Sam now. Howell's mm-hmm. officially okay. Yep. So, yeah, that's gonna be. I've always liked Sam Howell, but you know that's that defense is still tough for you know a player that hasn't had really any experience in the NFL. But I think that'll do it for a little bit of Cowboys uh, talking. You know. I'll be rooting for you boys out there, all right? I'll be rooting for you boys yes, in sir. Dallas as my team's out of it. Let's move on to a team that I'm also rooting for. Uh, really hoping they can pull it off this weekend, uh, mainly because of the team they're playing. Mm-hmm. Though I do like Aaron. I don't like that team. Yeah. The Lions stay alive with a win last week. Probably, I think we can agree, one of the most up-and-down teams in the entire oh, league. Yeah. They'll lose by 40, and then they'll win by 40. Um, but what, I'm just going to throw this one at you. Do, do you think the Lions deserve that last NFC spot? think they deserve it mm-hmm. i think they could easily make it mm-hmm. if they don't like if they make it i will not be surprised but mm-hmm. i don't know if it's just because of aaron Rodgers. i just got a feeling the packers are going to win this week i think the packers are going to get that last spot but it's like you said man detroit's just so up and down but the thing with detroit is like they win like in spite of themselves sometimes. Mm. So when they don't get in their own way, they're very dangerous. But Dan Campbell, don't get me wrong, a great motivator, does a lot of questionable things coaching. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I like Matt LaFleur, like I feel like a more than some people like him. Mm-hmm. And it's just Aaron Rodgers, man. So, like, while I could see the Lions, I think they're more deserving because you can't help but kind of root for the Lions because of how bad they've been just historically. Just I'm going to go with my gut feeling and say that they don't 
get that last playoff spot, but they definitely deserve it, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Uh, the cool part for me is that the Lions have put themselves in a very nice situation where everybody in the world, in America, is rooting for that team. Yeah. Everybody wants to see the Lions win and make the playoffs. Obviously, got to get some help from the Seahawks as well with a with a loss. But, you know, I think that's really cool. It's going to motivate that team. That team is not afraid. Uh, one, I think a safety came out and was talking about how we're ready. Like, we're not afraid yeah. of Aaron. We don't like Aaron. He doesn't like us. That's he doesn't the thing about us. that team, man, is they just – they're not scared of anybody. Anybody. Like. And that's that Dan Campbell mentality. And I'm with you. Like, I don't think he's a, that great of an X's and O coach, but sometimes you've got to get a head coach that brings a mentality. That's yeah. th- they haven't had an identity in 20 years, you know? Lions, well, more like 10 when Matt and Calvin were there. But mm-hmm. it's still, it's like, you know, they needed something to get, something that motivates them. And he is easily one of the most motivators in the league. So they got everyone on their side. Um, like I said, they're going to need that help with the Seahawks. So it's just, it's going to be tough. Uh, but yeah. overall, you know, my heart wants the Lions to win. But my brain is telling me the Packers are going to win. I think the Packers are just a better team. Yeah, and I, I, th- I think right now the Packers are just clicking. They, uh, they think they you know figured I mean? it out. I think they figured it out on offense. That run game is lethal with Aaron, yeah. Aaron Jones and uh, um, what's the other AJ guy? A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. Yeah, that guy's a beast. Boston College kid. And, um, and, and, and they're – Receivers are starting to make plays. Christian Watson's starting to become mm-hmm. that player. He's got some speed. I, I didn't realize how explosive that kid was coming out of college. The Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs, he's going to be a good little player. Um, but they've got they got players. they got a lot of good little players on that team. So um, I think right now when it comes to just who's clicking a little bit better offensively and defensively, because that's where it really is. I think the Lions' yeah. offense can compete with the Packers all day, every day, mm-hmm. is what kind of run defense is going to show for the Lions. Yeah. And their run defense if is any terrible. At all. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers run this thing all over the Lions. But I hope the Lions go out there and play a little bit, a little, a little bit grittier, try and get that – that, that run defense to play a little more stifling and try and get a dub and get some help from the Seahawks. That's what I'm hoping for, but we will see. Uh, yes, sir. Probably going to be the Packers, though. We will see. Let's move on to uh, a division uh, foe of mine uh, with the Saints. Uh, the Bucks did take that division, sadly. And Tom yeah. Brady turned back the clock last week. I don't know if you saw that or not. Man, my, I did. Oh, my. He looked like old Tom Brady. Um, simply, you know, all season for me, I've watched this team. I've watched this team. Almost every single time I can watch them on TV, mm-hmm. I've said every single game, this team is not good. Even when they would win games by when they beat the Saints yeah. on you know, Sunday Night Football, whatever it was, Thursday, I can't remember what it was, and they made the 13-point comeback. I said, yeah, they won that game, but they're not a good football team. This was the first time I said that if that offense shows up in the playoffs, they're going to piss some teams off. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> there's just Maybe they don't win, but there's going to be some defensive coordinators are going to be saying we really got to face this guy. This guy's really got to be the quarterback. We got a game plan Dude, for a week. As a Cowboys fan, I don't want to play the Bucks yep. round one. Yeah, and that's who y'all are probably going to have to play. And if that's if that's the team that y'all are facing, that's not going to be a fun little game. I still think y'all are the better team. Yeah. But anytime you have Tom Brady with Mike Evans, 
when he plays like that and Godwin when he's healthy, it's like that offense can be so explosive. So for me, I think this is that, that that version of the offense is the peak offense that the Bucks can be. And that peak offense might be one of the best offenses. They actually had a decent running game, not a great running game, but they actually had a, a semblance of a running game against the Panthers, um, which I think helped Tom Brady a lot, even though they had 400 passing yards. So they didn't really have yeah. to run the ball that much. Um, but if that version of offense shows up, the Cowboys are not are going to have some headaches. But I still don't think the team overall is uh, really good enough to win. It's really going to have to be on that defense, too, because the defense has been good, but they're going to have to make another yeah. step. They're going to have to take that extra step in the playoffs. They, they just look old. Yes. Yeah, they, they look a couple years old. Like, that championship run they made was like like a final run for them. But yeah. we'll see. What do you think on this one? Man, I don't have much to say. I agree with pretty much everything you said, like – yeah, their offense looked really good, but, like, also J.C. Horn didn't play. Mm-hmm. He would have played. I don't think Mike Evans would have had two touchdowns. And 200 yards. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the offense did play good. I'll give them that. But I don't see this keeping up. I just don't. I mean, like we said, the Panthers had some injuries. And then, like, take away those two deep shots to Mike Evans, and it's like they were good, but they weren't, like, great. And if that's – you're the best you got. I just don't see it lasting very long. So, I think they could make a run if it continues. I don't think it will continue, though. Like, I think it's – there's a 80% chance this team loses round one. I'm, I'm kind of with you, too. It's one of those It's like they've been so bad all year. They have only had, a, like, a handful of good moments. And for me to believe that they'll play like that, and a playoff game is hard for me to believe against the defense, possibly as good as the Cowboys or the Eagles. So, whoever they face in the first round, it's not going to be easy for them. But if they play, if whoever plays that offense and they play like that, I would not be happy on that Saturday or Sunday that they're playing. Um, but we shall see. Let's move on to Sam Fran, the man, the oh, myth, yeah. the legend himself, Brock Purdy, out here trying to take everybody's job, it seems like. You know, uh, Mr. Irrelevant has become the most ir- most relevant person in San Francisco. I promise you that, as he has won every single game as a starter now for the 49ers. Yes, like we've said a thousand oh, times. Yeah. Mainly, this is Ethan's point. They have quarterback-proof that offense. <laughs> but after everything you have seen so far, and after possibly, possibly what he could do in these playoffs, do you think Brock Purdy has earned himself a starting job for the 49ers? I'm not going to say he's completely earned the starting spot, but you got to have a competition mm. with his name in the hat. The only way I say no is if, say, he, like, single-handedly loses a playoff game. Like, because I think he will kind of have a meltdown. Mm. Like, no matter how good you are as a rookie, like, that just tends to happen. <laughs> So, but I mean, as long as he doesn't get in there and have a, you know, 14 of 34, no touchdowns, two fumbles, two interceptions, you know, and they lose freaking 24 to three. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? If he just, he didn't have to throw a lot of touchdowns, have a lot of yards, like just keep doing what you're doing. And I think you got to at least, at least give him a shot. Yeah, you probably don't, unless you make a deep run, go into next season with him as the, you know, like, number one. But you at least give the guy a chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm totally with you on that one because, you know, I, I personally, I think it's 
uh, Jimmy's gone, so yeah. it's it's a race between him and Trey. And from what, everything I've seen from Trey, it doesn't tell me there's there's nothing that tells me besides where he was drafted that he should be the starter. Besides his yep. placement in the draft, there's he's done nothing in the NFL to prove that he should be a starter over Brock Purdy. He's Brock Purdy has won more games than Trey Lance. His stats are better than Trey Lance's. So it's like he makes better decisions. Makes better decisions. Maybe he's not the athlete he is, but he's still pretty good athlete. Oh, I mean, yeah. he can run. Obviously, he's not four four Trey Lance speed, but he's probably about four six four seven Patrick Mahomes speed. You know, yeah, something that suffice. You know, that that you can be okay with that. I understand how the 49ers wanted to make that change. They said, you know, when they drafted Trey Lance, they said we're going to make that move to you know join the new era of quarterbacks in the NFL, these these scrambling, more dual threat. Because, I mean, Trey Lance can scramble, but he's also a pretty good passer. So yeah. it's like these dual threats that just they bring an extra element to your offense. They bring that extra yeah. that extra X factor. You know, Lamar Jackson, what he does to a game is ridiculous. Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts, what he even, does to a even game. Even, like, look at... Daniel Jones is having the best year of his career because they're Josh utilizing Allen. that. Yeah, it's just these guys that just a little bit of quarterback run. Um, it's it just kind of opens up the offense a little bit, and and that's what they that that was their idea when they drafted Trey Lance. But when you see what what Brock Purdy has done, I mean, he doesn't do anything overly as bad. Nothing. He doesn't do anything worse than Trey Lance from what I've seen at least. Yeah, you know, maybe he's not the crazy athlete, but my goodness, he has every single stat at um. I just drew a blank. Iowa State, right? That's where yeah. Iowa State. Mm-hmm. He's got every quarterback record there. I mean, the guy is, if not has it, he's in the top five or top three. So, for me, when it comes to, you know, when you look at the style fits, you know, I feel like Brock fits better. When you look at experience since college, Purdy is a four-year, yeah, four-year starter has all kinds of great stats. Didn't throw. I don't think he ever threw over ten or eleven touch, uh, interceptions in any season in college. And when you look at Lance, he's a one-year starter yep. at a D two college. Yep, exactly. And then didn't play the COVID year. Didn't even. T- it took a whole year off of football, man. Yeah. And, and you can't look at that and say, "All right, like this guy is the obvious choice." Like we're not. Exactly. I, I think you hit it around the nail. You got to at least have a competition, and I think that's all we can really say about it. I'm rooting for Purdy though. I'm on. I'm, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the the Brock. Uh, Dude, train you got here. some swag. He got swag, bro. He's got a little bit of drip to his game, bro, and I, I respect it, man. Uh, but let's move on to our last topic of NFL talk today. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has been seen in the NFL talks, uh, coaching talks. He's actually just today. I probably uh, could have put this in here, but today he he did shoot down those rumors. But every single coach shoots down those rumors. Uh, but Jim Harbaugh actually today, Michigan's actually getting investigated for violations during the yeah. COVID uh, period where they couldn't talk to recruits. Rumor is though, don't fact check me or cancel me because this is wrong. Rumor is though. That all he did was buy recruits a dinner. Hmm. If that's all he did, then yeah. it's like okay. It's like if that's all, all right. he did, then you could bust every single coach. That's, it's like if you want to do yeah. the investigation, it's like it's only because it was during the COVID grace period where you couldn't talk to recruits. It's like oh my goodness, if that's what we're really going to start recalling recruiting yeah. it, like violations, then we're really we're really down bad because there's way worse recruiting violations happening. Um, but I'll start this one off personally. I think Jim Harbaugh should come back to the NFL, but he won't. 
Yeah. I think his spot in Michigan's too nice. He's won his last two games against Ohio State. He's a legend there because he's won those last two games against Ohio State. He doesn't even have to win a championship because Ohio, Michigan fans love beating Ohio State that much. So for me, I think if he was smart, I would go back to the NFL, take another chance at that Super Bowl because he almost did it with Colin Kaepernick. No disrespect to Colin Kaepernick. But that ain't Patty Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. You know, that ain't, you know, that ain't Jalen Hurts. That ain't, ain't Justin Hurts. You know, it's just not, it's, he's not one of those guys. And he almost did it with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. I think it's the smart thing for him to do. I think he's got that kind of ability to build a team as much as coach a team. I think he should come back. But when you have such a good spot as Michigan, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't blame him for not coming back. What do you think? Man, I'm right there. He's just... He's in a weird state because it's like, no matter what people say, you always want to coach at the higher level. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just, you always do. Um, that being said, he's in a great spot right now. <laughs> like, you hit everything on the nail. I'm just going to say, if I was him, like, you're in a spot where you feel like you can win a championship at mm-hmm. Michigan. Give it one more year. I like that. And then you know, at least be open to the idea. Mm. We're not like a year from now, if the freaking, you know, Chargers job is open and you mm. could go coach Justin Herbert, take it. If a year from now the best coaching spot is – Arizona? Yeah, is freaking the Texans who just won six games, stay at Michigan, yeah. you know. I say go one more year at Michigan, go all in trying to win a championship because you were right there and this you, year. You got your quarterback next year. Yeah, and then play it by year mm-hmm. after that. But I say at least, like, you got to at least be open to it after next year. And then if you if you can at least go to the playoffs again, then yeah, I think you've proved what you need to prove. Yeah, me too. I, I, it's just, I think your point about how coaches – they all want to coach at the highest level. I mean, like, yeah. there's some coaches that know that they're not built for that. I think we can agree there's some college coaches that they know they're not they're not going to be an NFL coach. Like, they know that where their place is in college. It's just when you see a guy like Jim have the success he had in college at Stanford, then go to the NFL, continue that success, nearly win a Super Bowl, and then go to, you know, go back to Michigan and almost rec- actually have better success in college than he did with Stanford, nearly making a championship. It's like... Whatever he does, I'm on board, I guess, because I think Jim Harbaugh is one of the better better coaches in mm-hmm. football today. And uh, whatever he does, he's going to bring talent and he's going to make that team good. So, uh, shout out to Jim Harbaugh. Let's see what he does this offseason. He's got a lot of decisions to make. But I think I think he made a good point. If, they, if Maybe wait another year on it. Maybe wait yeah. another year and we'll see uh, uh, what his decision might be. I bet he stays at Michigan this year. So, that's it for our NFL talk today. Let's get into the NBA. We're about post New Year's, you know. Yeah, post New Year's here. We're we're coming up on we're basically like what a week or two from halfway. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like this is that point. We're almost to the point where you think you know what the teams are going to yeah. be like. We're about forty percent through. Yes, yeah, so. yeah. And it's like you kind of know which teams are good, which teams are bad. There's going to be a couple more surprises, I think, that show up later in the season that uh, yeah, that might think, not be good. I right think now. you can kind of pick off pick. You can kind of pick out the playoff-worthy teams, yeah. but not who's going to make the playoff. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm totally with you on that. It's just so tight. Like, the yeah. race through the West is insane. Like, I think the Lakers are in 13th, but we're only five and a half games out still. So, it's like, yeah. it's like 
if that's how close we are, then yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of games to still play. But um, and that might be false. I think we're actually way farther back. But like a couple weeks ago, that we were we were really not that far behind. But um, <clears throat> let's get into the Donovan Mitchell though. My goodness, seventy freaking one man. I have never in my life. I didn't even get to really witness the game. Sadly, I missed the De- Devin Booker seventy piece. Yeah, I didn't. And get I to missed see this seventy piece, seventy one piece. Which look, it was during way, Monday night football. I mean Saturday night football. So by the way, last thing we'll say about Demar Hamlin, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell could not have picked a worse night. Oh my god, seventy one points. I hated it for him because he like, didn't get anything, any love or nothing for him. And it's, you can't blame people for no. not recognizing it, but no. it's like. Any other night, man. Any other night. You'd have been all over. He'd have been been the top story, and it sucks that he doesn't get that love, but obviously health is over performance. But like we said, what a performance. It's like if no one gave him his respect, we're giving him his respect because I watched those highlights, man. When Donovan's playing like that, it reminds me so much of Prime Wade, man. It Mm -hmm. looks like Dwayne Wade on that basketball court. Um, So silky, just can score from anywhere. He's got hops for days. And he's starting to become a better, like a floor general. It feels like when the ball's in yeah. his hand, he's going to make a good decision. You know, early on, it just felt like Donovan was going to make a play. Like he was going to find a way to get the ball in the bucket. Now it feels like he's just making better decisions. Yeah, he's going to go get you a bunch of buckets, but he also feels like, hey, I'm going to make this pass. You know, let's kick it out to the he three. Just, he, to me, he just never looked like confident in anyone in Utah. Yes. Like never fully confident. Yes. Like, I don't know if it's because he's older now or. Better team, I don't yeah, know. but it just he feels more like confident and like the chemistry. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I totally. totally just everything agree. feels like it's flowing together more. Uh, yeah. But look, I don't have much say on this. All you can do is praise the guy. I mean, it's seventy-one yeah. points. Seventy-one, dude, almost had a triple double. But the craziest thing is that at halftime he only had sixteen points. Oh my goodness! I didn't even fifty-five that. points came in the second half. Oh my. Goodness, that is insane. That man. is crazy, bro. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, I could be wrong on that, but I I swear because I didn't get to watch the game either. Yeah. I was watching the Bills game, mm-hmm. but I swear I read that fifty five of his points came after halftime. That is wild, bro. That is that wild. is just insane. And I mean. His best days, I think, are going to be in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. His next three or four years are going to be his prime years in Cleveland. You got Evan Mobley. Mm. You got freaking Darius Garland. That's a top three guard duo in Mm -hmm. the league, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So, you know, I mean, shout out Donovan Mitchell. I I ain't really got nothing else to say. I'm right there with you. Hell of a performance by Spider out there. In Cleveland, let's go to a team that's cooking out there in Brooklyn, the Nets. Kind of a weird start this year. Fired their Steve Nash, their head coach. Controversy. It doesn't feel like the Nets are going to be good again this year. They bring in this head coach, and, man, they have won a bunch of freaking basketball games. 12 in a row, to be exact. I mean, it actually might be more because I I'm, I'm wrote this down uh, a, a little while back. So it might be 13. I'm not exactly sure, but. 12, 13-game winning streak going uh, into this podcast right now. I'm going to send this one to you. Do you think now that the Nets are real contenders in the NBA? Man, look, I'll keep it very short and sweet. I got to see this shit to believe it because I have thought this for so long, man. So long, and 
clearly their new coach is better than Steve Nash. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, man. They still don't have a great defense. Mm-mm. They still don't have just a very good bench, in my opinion, at all. But they still have all the pieces where you wouldn't be surprised. But it's like, no, no team makes me more mad in basketball than the freaking Nets, man. Because it's just like they just—it's like when they lose, they don't give a shit because they mm. just think like, "Oh man, like we're gonna be right there again." Yeah, Katie and Kyrie, and it's like, bro, this is year three. Like, get it going. Get it going. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can't just keep being the favorite. Like, but you know, I know I said I was gonna keep it short and sweet, <laughs> but look, man, I wouldn't be surprised. They have all. They have. I think they don't have the bench to go super deep in the playoffs, but they have the star power to compete with anybody. KD is still KD. Yeah, he's still KD. KD is going to be borderline MVP, if not in the MVP conversation, until he retires. Yep. That's just who he is. Mm-hmm. So nothing would surprise me. Kyrie has been actually pretty quiet here recently. Mm-hmm. So if he can just do that. Just keep your name out of the, 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 yeah. out of the news. My man. Exactly. That's I the mean, best thing for you. Like, I could see it, but. I just don't have confidence in the Nets. Yeah, and that's a total respectful opinion there. I don't think anyone in the world should be, you know, um, trusting the Nets at all. But for me, this is this for a team with two box office superstars in Brooklyn, you know, right next to New York. This has to be the most underhyped twelve game winning streak I've ever experienced in my life. I didn't even know that until it was twelve game until they that's hit what the twelve I'm saying, games. Man. Until it got to twelve games. I didn't see anything about them having a winning streak. So I was like, I mean I guess I don't watch the NBA enough or you know <laughs> it's like if this was the Lakers or the yeah. or the Celtics or or the Warriors. This is even the be, Clippers. Clipper I mean this would be Top line news. I think people like, are just tired of the Nets, man. Yeah, like it's, I, yeah. it's it's just always some bullshit. Going <laughs> you, on. It's like, oh, they're actually winning games. I'm kind of surprised at, by this. It's not, you know, like yeah. their players saying something stupid. Oh, the headlines about basketball. <laughs> you know what? You know, it's not their coach getting fired or you know hiring a coach that had a sexual assault uh, with the Net a Celtics. You know, wow, what a what a surprise that it's actually about basketball. But I wanted to throw that out there. I was just like, I haven't seen enough a lot about this winning streak, but uh. You know, for me, the point that you made was the bench. I, st- I just think they're a couple pieces away on that bench. And like, I don't think another superstar does anything for this team. I think they've got their two superstars. I think the duo duo concept in the league now is a better concept than the trio that used to dominate the league a couple, like, couple years ago like with the Warriors teams and the uh, Cleveland teams. So I, I don't think they need like a, like a one piece. I think they need a couple pieces for their bench. Maybe a, a starter, you know, but like a role player. Uh, to that that in itself is just to compete with the Celtics and the Bucks. That that's just to compete. Yeah, that's just to get it to five games to six games. You know, because mm-hmm. I think the Celtics and the Bucks are ridiculously good. Uh, even though the Celtics had a weird game against the Hornets the other night, even but they came yeah. back last night and demolished um the Raptors. I think so. Um, was it was the I can't remember, but uh. Uh, I still think those are the two best teams, and the Nets are going to have a hard time getting getting past either one of those two teams. But yeah, the Bucks beat the Raptors. Bucks beat the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Okay, last night. That's what it was. The Raptors actually made a twelve point comeback late in that game, and then the Bucks ended up winning in OT. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, but like right now, I think the Nets are about a top five, seven team in the league, um, with talent wise. But what what 
how much does experience play into that? You know, how yeah. much does playing with these team, this team, playing in? I think that's going to be their Achilles heel. And everyone says that the last three years, everyone said that experience is going to be their Achilles heel or injuries. And I just don't see enough experience in this team, this coaching staff, enough trust, enough. You know, they didn't go into this season. You know, this is our head coach. This is our players. Yeah. This is our GM. No, 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 there was there was controversy from day one. Their star point guard didn't even barely play last year, and then he comes out and says the things he said about that movie, and and causes controversies, and it's just like their freaking main guy was like critiquing the coach yep. in the off season. Yes, like, that about, don't make you want to quit your job as a coach. What will Kevin Durant <laughs> said? It's either me or Steve exactly. Nash, like, and they kept both of them. What do you expect it's, to freaking happen? And that's just proof that the Nets don't have that, a good structure in the front office, um, just like the Lakers. So I don't get much to say there. But, you know, it, you hate to see these superstar athletes have terrible front offenses, terrible organizations that cannot build teams around them. I get that Kevin Durant went there just like Kyrie went there, just like LeBron went to the Lakers. You know, these players make these decisions. But there's trusting these uh, these front offices, and they're not coming through for these players. And I hate it because these players deserve to be in the biggest games yeah. because they're the biggest and they're best, the best players. But overall, I don't think the Nets are there yet, but they do have Kevin Durant, like you said. So anything's possible when you have a guy playing at MVP type of uh, level every single season. Um, last but not least, uh, to co- close this one, just like their experience, I think coaching staff will be another Achilles heel. I just think there's better yep. coaching staffs in the East compared to this one first year interim yeah. head coach. It's just like, I don't even know if he's interim, but he got hired in the middle of the year. So it's like, it's one of those like, mm. yeah. Just, I just don't see it really working out. So we'll see. Uh, not really rooting for the Nets, so I can't really say that. But um, good now, winning streak. Good winning they, streak. They also almost hired Ime Udoku. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. So yeah, they tried to like, hire a guy that sexually yeah, assaulted a, a league staffer or a team staffer. Like, so. And that was in the news for two days. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. Nets, y'all do y'all thing. It's probably best to stay uh, quite as possible because it uh, seems like it's working out with y'all for y'all with these 12 wins. Uh, let's move on, though, to my Lakers, actually, uh, with LeBron James playing at a crazy, crazy high level at 38, year 20, um, something I never could have imagined. I remember five years ago thinking about how LeBron will be 38, and yeah. I was like, ah, it's going to be a sad day. And now it's here, and I'm like, Man, he's still playing just yeah. so ridiculously LeBron's good. LeBron's going to be 43. It's like, I'm thinking like, oh, 45 is going to be done. That's it. Nope, nope, nope. But, man, he has been special. Um, I'll start this one off. You know, since AD's injury, the Lakers have somehow stayed afloat. I don't know how. You know, when AD went out, I thought it was over. You know, I thought it was just going to be one of those seasons where it's just like, all right, we still have no talent. AD was our guy. He's hurt. Um, what a surprise that Anthony Davis gets hurt for basketball. Oh, shocker. Um but thankfully, the Lakers do have a guy named LeBron James who is creeping up on that Kareem record. Thank you, LeBron. Um, we've never, we never, got, we've never seen this in a, a year by a year twenty player. Um, I just want to give him his respect. Oh you yeah, thirty eight's a big number, but year twenty is even a bigger number. That yeah. just shows the miles and uh, that, that LeBron has. It's not just that he had three seasons where he tore his ACL. No, he's pretty much played. Every single game for most of his career until later into yeah, his career, exactly. he's been so healthy. And his when he does career. get hurt, it's like it's like a 
he rolls his ankle. ankle. It's yeah, not pulls like pulls his hamstring. You know, yeah, it's nothing. not. It's not like like soft tissue yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's 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 it's it's nice to see LeBron still care so much and and fight for this team, even though the, the front offense is not giving him a team that can win games. Um, thank you, LeBron, for giving us Lakers fans to root about for something this season. But uh, not much to say. I just don't think the Lakers have enough to compete this year. I think they're a play-in team if AD's healthy, but without AD, they are not a play-in team. So thank you, LeBron. Let's hope that they can uh, you know, salvage this season and start putting some things together once Anthony Davis gets back. Let's move on to your favorite team. I'll let you take this one over and uh, tell me what you think. Not not the best start for your Timberwolves overall. Um they are better than us, aren't they? Uh, I think they are. Um, Let me see. They, yeah. I mean, they're under 500. So I, I doubt it, man. They're terrible. <laughs> Look, honestly, I'm going to go ahead and take over it. They just, they're just not good. Mm-hmm. They're 18 and 21 right now. They're 11th in the West. They just, they just got so many holes right now. They just got so many holes right now. It just kind of feels like. This is a scrap at season. Yeah. Like I hate to be that dude, but like you're under five hundred. Rudy's playing terrible on offense. Cat is still hurt. Mm. It's just I don't even I don't know what to say, man. They're just <laughs> it's just it was a bad trade and everyone like even the people like no one said they didn't give up too much. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people thought it can be a good trade, but they still gave up too much. Yeah. But, like, if Rudy plays good, it works out. Mm-hmm. Now the trade looks horrendous. horrendous. Yep, terrible. And that's coming from one of the three Timberwolves fans in the country. <laughs> so, you know, you're really disappointing me, man. Freaking Chris Finch. his The offense they run this year just doesn't even look the same. It's like Chris Finch can't motivate. Mm. and it feels like he doesn't take as much of the blame as maybe he should. Mm. And I don't know, man. Get D'Lo's ass out of there. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got a wreck, though. Yeah, uh, I mean. Thankfully, he's okay. Yeah, but. I hope you're okay. You know, in terms of basketball, though, you suck. Yeah, you suck. Well, you suck for 30 mil a year. If you were getting 15 mil a year, it'd be can... like, okay, bro, this dude can come off the bench. Mm-hmm. You know, he can be good, but. He's just overpaid. They just have too much stuff to fix. There's not enough chemistry right now. I think you just try to keep developing Ant. Yep. You don't want to ruin Ant by having just mm-hmm. terrible seasons. Nope. So just try to develop Ant. Let him grow as much as he can this year. Till, and then when Cat gets back, you work on some Cat and Ant chemistry. You know, try to get rid of D'Lo in the offseason. But I don't see them making the playoffs. I just – I. It would very much shock me at this point. Playing? You think it could get there playing though? I could see him making the. I could see him going on like a nine-game win streak. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I could yeah. easily see him having a little spark, but I just don't. I don't know, man. I think it was going to take so many reps. Cat got hurt before there was that chemistry built, so he's got to mm-hmm. come back. You got to try to build the chemistry and, and then, then go on a run. And then the chemistry only works if Rudy's playing good, mm. which he's not. not. Mm. So it's just kind of like, I don't know, man. It was a test that sadly looks like it might fail. Yeah. Um, I don't disrespect the efforts. You know, I coming this season, I thought the Timberwolves needed to make 
like a, a move that would excite their fan base in the team. But you know, I, I thought it was a good move. Like you said, though, you know, if it didn't work out, it was going to be a really bad move. You know? I mean, look, they got over the off season, they got new ownership. Well, new ownership's coming in twenty twenty three or twenty four, I believe. Mm-hmm. You get Alex Rodriguez, Mark Laurie, our freaking co-owners now. They want to make a big splash. Yep. You know, so I get it. You make the first playoff. Chris Finch won two playoff games last year and is tied. If if he's not tied for first, then he's second for most playoff wins in Timberwolves coaching history. Yeah. That was his second season. So it's like <laughs> – this team has not been good, so I get trying to make a splash, but, like, I don't know. It can still work out, but this season it's not working out. Yep. Might be one of those, you know, hang it up this year and hope for next year kind of a thing. I'm pretty much to the point uh, with, the, with the Lakers like that for this year. So we're not we're not too far off when it comes to our teams this year, sadly, Red. Uh, but hopefully both of these guys, uh, both of these teams can maybe make a little run to the play-in and uh, we'll shock some teams and make the playoffs. Let's move on to our last thing to talk about for NBA. We made our MVP picks earlier this year, or last year. We're going to make our post-New Year picks uh, for MVP now. Uh, uh, how about you start this one off, Red? What you got? Two words, Luka Doncic. I'm sticking with my guns. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all I got to say. Hey, I 1,010% respect you because you did pick Luca, and my God, he is dude. I'm un- sticking with believable. I'm stick. Look, okay, I'll say this real quick. Sixty, twenty-one, and ten. Mm-hmm. That was his stat line for a game. Okay, it's the greatest performance I've ever seen. Now, he has a high usage rate, so like, but if he had more players around him, he wouldn't have to. Yep. I think if the team makes the playoffs. And, you know, doesn't look like – as long as their record isn't terrible and he keeps up what he's doing, he should win MVP. Yeah. But, like, if they don't – because they just don't have a lot of pieces. So, his record is going to tie into it a lot because I do think it's going to be a close race regardless. Mm-hmm. But the dude is 23 and has been on three first-team All-NBA teams. <laughs> it's, his, it's his time. It's his year, baby. I'm sticking with Luka Magic. You got Luka Magic. All right, last thing I'll say, I think second in the running, in my opinion, Jokic. Jokic has made a climb late. But Jokic is starting to get some fatigue. He could literally not, like, care less. Mm -mm. Or he – he yeah, just wants he, to win games. Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't care about the award. And then – He beat the crap out of someone last night. The Clippers. The yeah. He gets to beat the living dog shit out of them, man. And then, dude, freaking Jason Tatum, he's the dude to me that's right on the outside that could easily sneak back yeah. in. But I'm sticking with Luka. Yeah, I, I, my, I got a two-man race, but easy number one right now after his 60-point triple-double has to be Luka. Like I just said, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. I watched the highlights. I mean, he couldn't be stopped. I mean, he just couldn't be stopped. What he did on that court that night was absolutely special. And they came back a couple nights later and put up a 40-point triple-double. Yeah. So it's like this kind of just – He's averaging 34 points a game. And like, we're already almost halfway through the season. And my thing is, like, when you think about it, it's like – let's think about MVPs of the past. When, think of the last time there's been a player – that had to carry a team like this and play 
at this high of a level. The only person I could think of was West, was Russell Westbrook that year. Yeah. When he put up 40-whatever triple-doubles. And Lucas playing three times better than Russ was playing that year. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and more like two times because Russ that year was incredible. I don't want to take anything from Russ. But it's like when it comes to skills, it's like watching Luca. It's just magic. It's magic with him on the court. So, right now, I think it's a two-man race between Luca and Jason Tatum. But Jay, I think... Luca has got a clear edge right now. Jason Tatum kind of just easy to Luca, easy one for me. I got you. Yep. I agree. I agree. Heard that, brother. And hopefully we'll see you get that one right. We'll have a, a, a right prediction for the beginning of a season. That would be kind of bad, right? That would be kind of badass, brother. All right. Well, that will do it for our NBA talk. We're going to go back to a little bit of football here. We've got some – I think we got a I think we got a natty. I think we got a natty next week. Something like that. Something like that. I think we got a national championship between the Dogs and the Frogs. Georgia Bulldogs take on the TCU Horn Frogs on Monday night. What an amazing semifinal games we've got uh, between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Buckeyes and the TCU and Michigan. I mean, when it comes to a whole day of football, the Alabama game was sad because Alabama whacked Kansas State. Uh, sorry, Bama fans could, was not rooting for you, CDM. Uh, I think this has already been the first, the best first round of. Playoffs. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I watched we watched the TCU Michigan game, and after the game, we said that was the greatest college football game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then the Georgia Ohio State game played, and I said that was the greatest. College football game I have ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're walking away from both games and saying those are the two best games you have seen in college football history, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like wow, we really just got blessed for a single a whole single day. Yeah, um, both teams got had battles. I think both of these teams are very good. Um, Georgia is the, the clear favorite in this one. SEC. Than that, the defending champs. Why? Why would you not uh, pick a, pick Georgia to win this game? Uh, but I'm going to go against that narrative. I'm going to okay. pick the Frogs okay. over the Dogs. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm picking the Horn Frogs. Max Duggan is the GOAT. When I watch him play hey, bas- football, man, it is look, so. Real quick, someone told me I look like Max Duggan. You kinda, I can't unsee you it. You kind of do, bro. I can't unsee you kinda, it. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I got to get a picture of this. We're going to have to post this on Instagram. I can't unsee it, man. Max freaking Duggan. It kind of does look like you. I never even thought about that. I got to look it up. Max Duggan. Wow. Wow. We're posting this on We're posting <laughs> this on, on, on Twitter, and uh, y'all be the judges. Like, look, we're right there. It's like, dude, look at it. It's, it's literally. You can see it. Wow. This one. This one. This is the one right here. That's yeah. the one. That's the one. <laughs> yep. Damn, he does look at you, bro. But, dude, I mean, getting back to well, you you can finish. Your yeah. Point. Yeah, I'll but no, no worries, no man, no worries, man. But uh, I'll, I'll just kind of get to my points. Max Duggan, the guy. But I, I, my few keys in this game uh, for Georgia, you know, I threw down some keys for each team to win. I think, you know, if Georgia wants to win, they've got to play their game. They got to dominate the time of possession and keep Duggan off the field. Like I said, if Duggan's on the field, that's a problem for Georgia. Um, Stetson Bennett does not have to be. It doesn't have to be his best game. You know, Stetson's just got to go out there and be efficient, like he always does. No turnovers. You know, um, if he does that, Georgia's going to put themselves in a great situation. The one thing I noticed is that Michigan corners could not stop TCU's receivers, and I saw Ohio State's receivers cook up Georgia's corners. 
So yeah. how will Georgia's corners compete against the big physical TC receivers? They're fast. They're strong. They have a, they have a top round pick. Their their number one receiver is going to be a first round pick, a possibly a top fifteen pick. He is so good. He will be a NFL superstar. I have promise you that. Um, so how does the corners play uh, for uh, Georgia and? Georgia has to lean in on their tight ends. They have to trust Brock Bowers and uh, Dwayne or Dwayne. I think it's Dwayne uh, Washington, the six yeah, six yeah. six tight end. He's a monster. Um, but they have to. Uh, um, they have to trust that. They have to trust their their bit their best players when it comes to the passing game. Their big players and their tight ends, and they have to. And Jalen, my fault. Jalen Carter, their defensive player, also yeah. has to be not just the best player. In the game, the potential first overall. Pick he has to be the best player on the planet in that game. He has yeah. to have the best game of his career, in my opinion. I think he, I think they can win without it happening. But for me, if you want to disrupt that offense for TCU, you have to have your best player on defense making a splash. And man, it, what a game he could do it in. Um, for me and TCU, make this quick. Duggan's just like I said that uh, Carter's got to be the best player for Georgia. I think Duggan's got to be the best player in the world too. Uh, on Monday. He's just got to be the best player on the field if, if TCU wants to win. That's easy. I mean, it's yep. every single game if TCU wants to win. Duggan's got to be one of the best, if not the best. Um, I think receiver and uh, running back play is paramount for TCU. The running backs destroyed Michigan, uh, and that wasn't even their starting running back. Uh, I think it's names like DeMarco or DeMarco. Um, DeMarco, maybe that's what his last name was for TCU, the backup, and their starter who's been an yeah. absolute stud this year. He was he was out in the game, so and he that running back went crazy. Like I've already said, the receivers are big, physical. So let's see let's see what they can do there. And then the defense they have to play more aggressively, and more physical than Ohio State did. One thing I loved about Ohio State in that Georgia game was they came out and they punched Georgia in the mouth. They said we're not afraid of this team. And yeah. TCU has to do the same thing, but even more physical, more aggressive. They got to go out there and really weather that Georgia hype storm because Georgia's going to come in there. They're feeling themselves. So they're defending champs. How can you not have a going in that game feeling yourself? And then last but not least, D. Winters, uh, TCU superstar on defense line. I think he's a linebacker, uh, right outside linebacker, I think, or a left outside linebacker. Um, dominated that dominated that semifinal game. He was everywhere. He had sacks, picks, fumbles. I mean, the guy was everywhere. I think him or someone else on that defense has to have a similar performance that they did in that, that semifinal game for them to have a chance against Georgia. But that's what I have to say. TCU is my victor, though. 38-35. to 35. What you got, Red? Okay, I'm actually, man, might be the easy pick. I'm taking Georgia. I, I get it. I get it. You know, um... Don't have too much to add on top of that. I just want to say Paul Feinbaum said a quote because you said it. Stetson Bennett, if Georgia's going to win, which I think they will, Stetson Bennett doesn't have set the world on fire. Mm -mm. Just do your thing. Do your thing. But I'm like 99% sure it was Paul Feinbaum. If not, I think it was Mel Kuyper said, and I completely agree, dude is not the best athlete. But dude is probably the best closer that was, that was in Paul. college football. Yeah, that was Paul. Yeah, that's that's the truth about Stetson. He's, he's a closer, bro. He just he gets it done. Yep. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Look, I think Georgia honestly has the advantage everywhere except for like you said, those TCU receivers so are ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. But like every other spot, I feel like. 
Georgia has the advantage or either it's so close it's a coin toss. Mm -hmm. Kirby Smart, I think, is a way better coach than Sonny Dykes. I just think Dykes hasn't proved it yet. He's only a first year, you know. You know, but, yeah, exactly. Like, like, he just doesn't have the experience. So, I mean, I think it might be the easy pick, but I just don't see Georgia – if Georgia loses, I think it's because they lost, not necessarily TCU won. Yeah, that's so, very logical. I think if Georgia wins, they win 34-24. Okay. If TCU's going to win, it's going to be 42-38. Yeah, yeah. It's going to have to be has a to big be a shootout. Game. has to be a shootout for yeah. TCU to win. That's why I had 38-35. You know, they're not going to stop them completely. Um, yeah. You made, I'll tell you this. You didn't make the easy pick. You made the smart pick. I picked TCU because that's my heart. My head tells me Georgia because Georgia, SEC, talent everywhere. They're just, They're just bigger. So physical. Bigger, stronger, faster. So I'm rooting for TCU, but uh, hoping uh, uh, hoping my frogs can pull it off. But the dogs are a tough out, the defending champs. We'll see what happens on Monday night. But let's end this off with some NFL games, y'all. We got some Fun games to talk about last week of the regular season. Obviously, we will pick our favorite teams, and then we'll move on to some of the bigger games over the weekend. Let's start this one off. I'll start this one off, actually. Saints-Panthers. We saw what Tom Brady did this Panthers team last week, and I'm expecting the same from Andy Dalton. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just need a win. I just need a win. Finish the season off good. Uh, Andy has proved. Andy Dalton is going back to his prime that prime. he was never in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Killed. <laughs> Done. Andy Dalton. Uh, no, he has not been terrible this year. I can't no, hate yeah. Andy. Look, I respect Andy. No, I respect Andy. I mean, he came into it. He came. What he did for this team, I can't express how much I appreciate him for that. This team, you know, was a. Was no, we didn't have a quarterback, you know, and what he's done for this team to be able to do what him and Taysom have done is like that two QB system is special. I respect Andy, but overall, Saints are out of it. I just need a win here. 27-21. Let's go into this offseason looking to, to build this and fix this and hopefully get some. Okay. Either get Sean Payton back or get, uh, you know, a draft pick for Sean Payton. Yep. Bro, look, I got the Panthers winning. That's, I get it. I get it. 24-17. That's okay. Look, I'm going to say one thing. Before I get on my Sam Darnold hype train, oh, I never freaking it's jumped to, it's off. Time to of mute, no, just... <laughs> man. Look, I'm not trying to be that dude. I've always he, been a Sam I, Darnold. Hey, I, I will, I, I'm an avid. I will be his witness. He has always dude, been on him since the draft. I don't know what it is, but like playing with that guy on Madden, <laughs> I've just always loved him for some reason. <laughs> that's, that's your analysis. He's so sneaky, fast, man. It, but, he is. He's a sneaky athlete. But, Getting back to the the game as a whole, well, not just the game as a whole, this might be a hot take. I think it's more likely Steve Wilkes Mm. is the coach of the Panthers next year than it is Dennis Allen is the coach of the Saints. I 100% agree. I think Dennis Allen is out of there. You really think so? I think three straight wins? Look. I think it's a hard decision to make now. I hate – I don't want Dennis Allen back, but I don't think he should be back. But Because – one thing I'll say, I think it's a lot more likely Sean Payton goes back to New Orleans. I think I think Sean comes back. I Me mean, yeah. personally, I think he comes now, back. And it's like you definitely got to give him the job. It's know? like cool Dennis Allen, but like Sean Payton. Mm. But it's easy, you know. That being said, like there's a good chance Sean Payton goes somewhere else. But in terms of this game, 
this is going to be a, a fun game to watch because yeah. this could be, if you really think about it, this could be the last game that both of these coaches are head coaches for in the NFL. Like that That's wouldn't fair. shock me that is if fair. it's both of their life. So this is a kitchen sink. We're going to throw everything literally. Mm -hmm. But man, look, Andy, I respect him. He's doing great. But like, I really feel like Sam Darnold has done good. Like, like, like almost earned the starting job for like, year. Dude, man. if he doesn't have a turnover and just does what he's been doing and wins, and I you, really wouldn't be surprised if they kept. Yeah, him. and you don't get a dude fall to you in the draft. Yeah, I say you roll with him next year, <laughs> but um, especially if you trust him in, over an entire offseason. Oh, yeah, I think you've gotten. Sorry, not to joke. Exactly. No, I'm with no, you on the same thing. No, you're man. good. And then the Panthers have a run game now. Yep. The Saints defense, I think, is like. They're still, like, when I say, like, they've disappointed me, I don't mean they've been bad. I mean, like, in my head, mm -hmm. I thought they'd be, like, top two. Yeah. Top three. Yeah. And they haven't been terrible, but, like. When you're expected to be a top two and you end up being a top 15, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's different. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. But, I mean, the Saints have some pieces. I think Olave's legit, but I just think, I don't know why, man. I, I just feel like the Panthers – have more consistency right now. Just Fair. on offense, like over the past month, I mm -hmm. think the Panthers have been like super consistent yeah. on offense. I think it's a close game no matter what, but I got Panthers winning 24-17. hear you, brother. I hear you, man. I can't I can't hate you. I, I had look, a feeling you're going to come in here with your Sam Darnold talk. The one thing or one of the main things I like about Sam Darnold is like if there's a good player, this is the difference between him and Baker in that offense. Mm -hmm. Baker may end up having the better career, but Sam realizes who the best player is yes. and gets them the ball. He's when much he was, more of a manager. Yeah, when he was in New York, he knew how to get Robbie Anderson the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay, DJ Moore, Baker didn't – it's like Baker tried too hard. Yeah. Sometimes, dude, the same thing with Odell. Yeah, it's Sam Darnold with DJ Moore over the past they like five it. games. I think he has three touchdowns. Yeah. Like Carson was beat me single handedly because of DJ Moore. Yeah, like he knows how to get star players the yeah. ball. Like yep. last year with McCaffrey, he mm -hmm. knew how to get him the ball. Yep. I just wanted to throw that out there about Darnold, but I think it's a close game no matter what. And I think the Panthers just control the ball a little bit more. I think their run game is more consistent. So I think they win, but. Like I said, neither outcome would surprise me. Yeah. It's, it's just one, one of them games where these two teams are so close. Yep, and they're going to be fighting their butts off because, yeah. yeah, they're not playing for anything, but they're kind of playing for a lot. Like, dude, it's it's unlikely, but it really could be both coaches' last That's, game yeah. as a head coach. Yep, it definitely could be. Um, I really like Wilkes, even though he's a divisional opponent. I think they should keep Wilkes. Um, mm -hmm. I'm on the fence about DA. I really have no idea at this point, but uh, I don't think we could bring him back. But – we will see. Let's move on to your Cowboys. You got a big-time matchup. We know the implications of this game. We talked about it earlier in the pod. Let's go right into them and send it to you. Cowboys, Commanders, what you got? Man, look. So, Sam Howell is officially starting this game. Mm. I honestly wish it was Carson Wentz because at least you know he's going to be shitty. <laughs> look. <laughs> Best nickname I've ever heard. Shout out Lights, Camera, Barstool. It's a podcast I listen to. Farts and Shits should be this dude's name because he is terrible. Look, the one thing I'll say about starting a rookie quarterback, like 
there's really nothing to watch. Mm-mm. So you just don't have a lot to – yeah, they're a rookie. They don't have experience, but there's also no experience to see what they can really do. Yep. Like Dallas has probably been struggling – or, you know, last minute scraping together any preseason film they can get. Yep. So I think that could actually be like a small advantage to like, you know, maybe you get up early. Mm-hmm. But right now, man, Dallas has a chance to win the NFC East. They're going to be playing hard. Washington's been eliminated from playoff contention. They're starting Sam Howell. I don't think they're necessarily trying to win. Ron Rivera doesn't even know where he's at. Apparently, I, I think he's gone this year. Oh, he's. Uh, I've been. I've I wrote Ron. that down. Dude, he he's gone. But. I like Ron. And after that, after he said that that he didn't know they could be eliminated, I was like, that is the dude, weirdest coaching you, comment ever. It's just like other coaches probably thought that. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> you don't. You know, like I don't need to know that. I don't need to know that you weren't aware. You know. Yeah, and you know. Washington has a lot of good young players. Terry McLaurin, I think, is underrated. Very. Brian Robinson is really good. I really like. Thank you. Dude, I really like Antonio Gibson. Gibson's, You know, they have players. um, Dynami Brown. Yep. He's a good guy. But with Dallas having a legit shot at the number one seed, Washington being contended, I just don't see Dallas not winning this game unless it's like they pull all starters at halftime. Yeah. You know what I mean? But right now, I got Dallas winning 28-17. Wow, that's literally the same exact score I have. Really? Yep, 28-17. I think Cooper Rush probably plays, you know, Dallas is up 20. Let's say Dallas is up uh, 21-10. Yeah. Going into the fourth quarter, throw Cooper Rush out there. Yeah. And then the game ends, you know, 28-17. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. That's much more I could say, you know. Uh, commanders are a weird team. I, I think it's definitely what I'll give this to Ron. The situation that he had to handle this year with that team, with all the controversy with his with the owner and if they're selling the team and yeah. everything that Dan Snyder has done, I I commend him for that. Like respect that you even had this team in the playoff contention as far as they did. Um, but I think it's time to just clear house, you know. Yeah. Clean. It's got to be. Head coach. Especially with. Front office. The NFC East is, like. It's so good. Finally now. legit now. You know, so, you can't, like. You can't be borderline ready to compete. No, no, you you either got to be, be rebuilding, ready, trying to get great, or yep. be great. And the best thing for the. Not great. Okay. The NFC East is not great. But you know what I'm saying. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's like the commanders. It's like they have pieces. That's the thing. It's like they're technically already in a rebuild, I would say. It's like yeah. they've got their defensive line. They've got Terry McLaurin. They've got their running backs. They've, you know, they've got pretty good receivers besides uh, Terry McL- beside, beside Terry McLaurin. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing him going as their tight end. I think we talked about that in our group chat. Um, but, you know, uh, overall, you know, not much more to say. I don't want to harp on this point. I don't think commanders win this game. Uh, I think they fight hard, but uh, Cowboys will just prove they've got too much talent, too much skill, and better coaching. Cowboys win 28-17, same score as Reds. Let's go to Saturday Night Football. I will be watching this one tomorrow night. Very excited about this one. Yes. Um, Big-time playoff implications, you know. Whoever wins this game wins the division. Titans, Jags, sending it straight to you. What you got? Right now, I got the Jags winning. Mm. I got them winning. I think the offense for the Jags at this point is phenomenally better. Mm. Look, man, I didn't say this earlier. 
Josh Dobbs, I thought, played like a lot better than anyone expected him to against Dallas. Yes. That being said, he hasn't even been in the offense a month. Mm. Like, cool. I mean, I hate to be this dude. You're starting over Malik Willis. It's not like you beat out Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? The Jags have just been clicking so much recently. Like, that offense is legit. Travis Etienne's a baller. Dude, a freaking beast. Um, hey, he was one of my one of my breakout uh, candidates. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say he quite broke out, but he he's he's had a great a good season. Oh, he was a fantasy legend for me. Doug Peterson, man, is just a legit coach. Mm-hmm. He knows how to scheme. But the one thing about the Titans, I think Mike Vrabel is one of the best three coaches in the league. He's an amazing coach. He competes with terrible rock. Like, dude, if you look at teams the Titans have had that have won, yeah. they're, they've been terrible. I mean, they've had- not terrible, but, like, they're teams that you think, all right, they win eight or nine games. Yeah. And then you turn around and they, they're 12 and 5, they're 13. Two and, seed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, what? He knows how to make that, guys. Weren't they 7 play. and 3 at some point in this season or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, I think they've lost. I think they are on a five game losing streak. Goodness. So he knows how to make guys play. But the Jaguars are just clicking right now. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, I think. By this time next year, will be without a doubt a top five quarterback in I the think, league. Yeah, I think he's you could. Ar- yeah, you could. Talent, ar- that, talent wise, he might already be. Oh there. yeah, you could argue he's top five now. Um, I'm going to take that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just going to take that every time. Yeah, I'm so 100. I really don't think it's that close, but I don't think it's you know that big of a blowout mm-hmm. right now. I got the Jags winning 28 13. Yeah. I just don't see the Titans be even being able to put up a lot of points. I, I think the Titans are going to struggle to put up points, and I think the Jags are not going to have too much trouble. Um, Titans, they're going to be fighting, and Vrabel's going to have that team ready. But it's in ja- it's at Jacksonville. When's the last yeah. time that uh, – uh, no, wait, that's the Colts, right? They haven't beat the Jags in years yeah. at home. Yeah. That's right. I was about to say the Titans. But no. um, because they – all they had to do was beat them last that's year, and they would have went. For that's what lost Carson Wentz that freaking job. Job literally lost him the job. If he had made the playoffs, he'd still be the quarterback. They said literally the Colts owner told them, "I don't care who you get as quarterback, do not bring this guy back." <laughs> Farts and shits, baby. <laughs> that's what he is. That's what he is. That's his new name on this podcast for sure. I <laughs> uh, appreciate that barstool podcast. Um, <laughs> no, kind of just you know don't want to. Stay on this one too long because it's. It, I think we both agree. Jags are going to be the better team. Titans are grasping for air. You know, they're just not the team that we thought they could be this year. Time to I think move on. I don't think Malik's the guy either. So I think they got to go quarterback. No. And yeah. I, it, you hate to see a Vrabel, uh, uh, such a coach, uh, such a good coach. Like like you said, I, I completely agree. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. Uh, X's and O's and motivator. You know, it's kind of the full package. So we'll see. I got Jags winning this one though, thirty-one to eight. Let's move on to Ravens Bengals. Another divisional game that will decide the division. Uh, could come down to a coin toss though in the playoffs. I don't know if you saw that. If they're if these two teams play each other in the wild card round, it come home field comes down to a like coin toss. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That but they would have to face each other in the playoffs. Yeah. In the wild um, card round. I think we should say this real quick. The NFL decided they, they're canceling the Bengals-Bills yes. game. Yeah, we did. So, yeah. 
there's really no way of knowing how exactly the seating. Seating's all messed up, but they put out the scenario today. I can't remember exactly okay. how it was. Because it's, I heard like one point is basically, say the Bills go 13-3 and three since one game's canceled, mm. and the Chiefs are 14-3. and three. The Chiefs technically have the, yep. you know, the higher winning percentage, but Buffalo could also say, well, we had one less game. Yeah, the thing is, is that no matter what, if the Chiefs play the Bengals or the Bills in the AFC Championship game, it will be on a neutral site. Okay. I no matter you. what, if, if the Chiefs play anyone besides the Bengals or the Bills in the championship game, they will play at home. Okay, I got you. It's pretty much it. I'll, I'll kind of read it off here if they have it pulled up. No, you good. But yeah, actually it's not. They don't even have it out. I, I don't know where um, I found it earlier, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much the scenario. If it just came out today, it'll probably still – Change a little bit. No, it got approved by the owners today. Oh, okay. So what, I got what you. they approved today is it. But that's pretty much it. If there's a game, if there's a wild card game, Baltimore versus Bengals, it's a coin toss for the home field. If uh, winning wise, I don't know exactly, but pretty much if the Bengals or the Bills play the Chiefs in the championship game and the Chiefs are the one seed, it will be played on a neutral site. Done deal. So, and if the Bengals and the Bills play, no matter what, it'll be in the championship game. It'll be on a neutral side. So, oh, most yeah. likely, the AFC championship game will be on a neutral side because I think, uh, I think, I think we're probably going to either get a Bills Chiefs Bills Bengals Bills or yeah. Chiefs Bengals. You know, we're going to get something like that. So, uh, very likely, I just those are the three best teams in the uh, out there in the AFC, in my opinion, probably. I got you. But uh, let's move on. Let's get to this game uh, before we kind of get on to that uh, seating situation. But let's get on this game. I'll start this one off. Uh, major game. Whoever wins this one wins the division. Um, Baltimore hasn't had Lamar over the last four weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've rumored he could come back this week, but I don't think it's going to happen. No. Um, so uh, I think it's smart holding until ne- uh, next week because you're in the playoffs. Um uh, this is a tough game, man, but uh, uh, Baltimore is going to fight, but I just don't see them uh, winning against this Bengals team that's cooking on all cylinders right now. I know what happened on Sunday night, and it's probably tough to, you know, just bounce back from to just kind of yeah. get completely focused in, on your next game that's football, and, you know, I hate that they had to just kind of just put that in the back of their minds, um, but uh, I think the Cincinnati team is full of professionals. Everything they've done since that happened has been nothing but class. Uh, I think Buffalo literally – I've seen Buffalo fans on the internet say, if, if we don't win it this year, I hope the Bengals do. So it's like there's a respect there. And uh, yeah. I think the Bengals uh, are so professional and so uh, – professional is the only word I can think of. They're just – I think they, they know how good this team can be. I, they know where they can go. They know their ceiling – and it's all up to them. I think the Bengals, the only way the Bengals don't win the Super Bowl is because of themselves, not because of, uh, they face yeah. a team that's just completely better than them. Um, with that all said, Bengals win, in my opinion, get the division 34-23. to 23. What you got? Man, very similar. I think if Lamar's playing, I got the Ravens, honestly. Mm. Oh. But he's not playing, he's not. most likely. Yeah. Which, I'm with you. I wouldn't play him because you're going to make the playoffs regardless. So, just why – he come back and then yeah exactly, um, but the Bengals man just have pieces at every level. It mm. feels like freaking it's guys like Chidobi Awuzie mm. that make me mad at the Cowboys because mm. like and he wasn't amazing for y'all. And they no, he was he was always like above average, yeah. not 
good. You know yeah. what I mean? Above yeah. average, not good. He's been good in Cincinnati. Yeah, he's been, yeah, I say, he's been some plays there. Freaking Hayden Hurst was a good pickup yeah, by them. Pick up like, them. they just, they've just, as a franchise, just done it right. They've over done the it past the right freaking way. The only thing is, and this is more talking about instead of previewing the game, which I should be, but this is more talking about their, like, Super Bowl chances. Believe it or not, I'm not completely sold on Zach Taylor. Not just you, – You haven't ever been, I don't think. He's huh? just, like, some – he's one of them dudes where, like, he's – if you flip a couple of the close games they've been in, one or two plays, and people think of him the same way they think of Brandon Staley. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, okay. Here like a couple of those decisions, they worked out, but I don't think they were good decisions. You know okay. what I mean? I, I hear you. I hear you. But I mean, he got to the Super Bowl, yeah. so he's he's an above average coach easily. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think he's a top ten coach. If I'm being honest. Okay. With you. Interesting. I like that take. All right. But just on the game, Lamar's not playing. The Ravens just. Have a lack of skill players. If I'm being honest, they don't. Even, Bateman's not even playing. That's their best yeah, skill player. You know, he's been all year. Yeah, Devin Duvernay, baby. <laughs> woo, woo! But <laughs> man, yeah, I I think the Bengals win. I don't think it's super close. I think they win this one, 31-17. Like it. I like it. We'll Look, see. I wouldn't be surprised if this game ends. Twenty to three. Yeah, and it could the be Ravens like a, just a just, dirty game. Just struggle to put up anything. Mm-hmm. Tyler Huntley. There was a couple of moments in a couple of games where I was just like, "This guy could be a player." And uh, this season, kind of Tyler like, Huntley goes freaking fifteen of twenty-eight for hundred and eight yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three picks. <laughs> Rushes for fifty yards and three fumbles. Something, something like that. And I just kind of just I feel like Huntley's one of those dudes that can produce like. When he doesn't like when the play breaks down, he's really good. He's a yeah. good improviser, but yep. in structure, Mm-mm. I mean, the I don't dude think played, he's I think, a starter. I think he was a, t- I think he was the starter at Temple or something like that. Like he didn't never played high level in college anyway. Yeah. So it's like what they're asking him to do, come to the NFL and do what he's doing. It's like I respect the guy. I've always thought he was a pretty good quarterback, but yeah, will always be a backup his entire career. Let's move on to our la- our actually second to last game. We got one more bigger one after this. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Kind of just think we've hit the points on this game. Let's get right into it. Uh, what you got, Giants, Eagles? I think, real quick, Brian Dayball, Coach of the Year. I like that. I like Brian that. Dayball, Coach of the Year, bro. Dude looks like Santa Claus. Can't help but like him, <laughs> bro, man. Bro, he loses it, too. Dude, I love it. He's a dude that you would want to play for. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. He just has that look to him. But never, I've never seen that look from D.A., like I said, man, the Eagles are projected to win. They're favored by 14. <laughs> God. Look, Vegas knows their stuff. Yeah. So the Giants have to be sitting starters. Yep. There's no way they're not. Nope. Honestly, I think it's close, even if the Giants sit. Like, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is incapable of winning a ball game. Nah, you no, know what no, I mean? I he could easily put something together, but – that being said, man, the Eagles, I still really like Gardner Minshew. I don't think he's good enough to – he's good enough to start. He's not a guy that's, like, people I, are going to go after. I think if you gave him a chance, like, for yeah, the but he's not season, but. He's not, like, trade bait or no, nothing. No, 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 no. But um, 
you know, the Eagles just have better skill players on top of the Giants. The Giants thing is I think they're honestly a better coach team than the Eagles, even though the Eagles mm, are, I think that's fair are really good. Because Brian Dable is special, man. Yeah. I feel like the Giants have a better coaching staff, but with them sitting their starters, it's just kind of like mm-hmm. – I just feel like unless the Eagles play – if the Eagles lose this game, then I'm – Feeling so good about the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know I what think I mean. You'll be the one seed, hopefully, too. Yeah, you know so. that's the thing. <laughs> so I got the Eagles winning, um, but I think it's close either way. I don't think it's a high scoring game. Yeah, I think it ends twenty four twenty Eagles. Nice. Yeah, I had. Actually, I'll go twenty four seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I actually I had twenty four thirteen. I, uh, I at first I had twenty four twenty three. Philly over Giants, and then I found out about the news, so I dropped it down 10 points. I thought that was a nice little, you know, put Just it at that 14 point. That, if the Giants sit their starters, I can't even name all their starting receivers. So I don't know who I the don't hell know who's going to come in, man. Coming off the bench. You know, it's like, it's, it's, that's why I was like, mm, I don't yeah. care really. Um, I know you care. Um, obviously, going to be keeping an eye on it. Uh, I, I, I'm very interested to see what the Giants do. Um, if if they still compete or not, and I'm, the thing about the Philly is, Philly needs this win. Like, yeah, like they need some momentum. That's going what I'm saying. Into not just not just to win the first seed. They need to get back on track, bro. They did not look good against us. <laughs> no, no, you know it was it, against the Saints. They were not a good football team. I mean, we we did not. Gardner was not a good quarterback against us. Um, which defense was great, but. He just didn't look good. Um, and the Giants' defense is, I mean, it's been pretty good this year, you know. Um, obviously, it's the backup. So, we'll see. Um, I've always been a Gardner Minshew guy like you have. Uh, I, I think he gets the job done uh, this weekend, 24-13. to 13. Let's move on to our last, but certainly not least, biggest game of the weekend. Pretty much, you know, Packers win, they're in. Lions win, and the Seahawks lose, they're in. Let's get right into it. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, I'll start this one off. Lions, Packers, I'm rooting for the Lions all day, every day of the week. Always root for them, and, but I don't think they get the job done. Like I said earlier, rooting for the Lions with my heart, picking the Packers with my head. I think yep. Aaron in that run game is just going to be a little too much. High-scoring game, 35-31. to 31. What you got, brother? Man, I'm right there with you. Like we said earlier, the Lions deserve it, you know, they started off horrible. I think they were one and five, if I'm not yep. wrong. Or one and four, one and five. Yeah. So they started terrible, man. Just bad, yeah. regardless. <laughs> yes. And for them to turn it around is crazy. The Packers found their identity like about three games ago. Yep. Since then, that run game's just been clicking. You know, the receivers at least have chemistry now, mm-hmm. I feel like, with Rodgers, which it was literally right there this yep. whole season. Like, they just had to – put the puzzle pieces together. Mm. I think it's a close game. I think it comes down to a final drive, honestly. I think Detroit gets the ball last, but they don't get it done. Yeah. I, I think that's what's going to I think happen. it's either Green Bay gets the ball last drive and scores on like a two-minute drill, mm-hmm. or either the Lions have the ball and turn it over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I yep. think it ends with – I think Green Bay wins. I think it's a close game. I think that Lions run defense is terrible. It's terrible. But the Packers pass defense is terrible. terrible. <laughs> Jair Alexander has looked good, though. He did look but good. But 
The Lions have some pieces, man. Like Jamison Williams is a guy He's that be I could so see good. have two catches for seventy yards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ooh, there goes my phone. <laughs> but um, you know, needless to say, I got the Packers right now. They have an identity. I think they can hold on to the ball. Um, I got them winning. 31-28. I think it's possible it goes into overtime. Ooh. And then please. if I had to give a different score, I'm going to say 30-23. 30-23. Because the like more it. I think about it, 30-28 is a little too high scoring, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I totally get it, though. You know, I think 30-23. 30-23. 30-23 final uh, score prediction there from Red. Uh, I like it, though. You know, Let's see what happens. we got some Fun football games ahead of us. Once again, Lamar Hamlin, we're very grateful that he is healthy. And we're just hoping that everyone stays healthy for this weekend. You know, when you see something like that, you know, all you can do is pray that never happens again in our sport that we love so, 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 so much, including basketball, baseball, MMA, anything, any ever sport, darts, who cares? Oh, yeah. Never want to see anything bad happen to anybody. Um, but that will do it for us today, Red. I thought that was pretty. That was a pretty good episode. Oh brother. yeah, heck yeah, brother. We had a good, a lot of, a lot of good talking points here. But I'm close this out real quick. Don't forget to follow Nate Dog Sports on Instagram and Twitter at Nate Dog Sports on Instagram. Two G's in the dog and in, at ND Double Underscore Sports on Twitter. We're gonna start focusing in on those accounts really soon as we progress into the season. As we are New Year, new podcast. You oh, know? Yeah. We're gonna start pumping out new content and stuff. So stay on the lookout for that. We took our break since the semester's over, but we're about to get back on our grind. Once again, though, this has been Nathan Lee and Red for y'all with the Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports. Have a great day. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Pound Perspective. If you're interested in joining Nate Dogg for an episode or need more information on Nate Dogg and his brand, contact him at natedogsports.com. And don't forget to share with friends and family. Thanks again for listening to The Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports.